episode 23, season one of the Balls Up podcast. Friday night, motherfuckers. And I'm here with Fetters. Evening, phrase. How's it going? Good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Good, thank you. Weekend's here. Um, we haven't done a podcast all week. Um, the, viewers, ha- the viewers are sad. Yeah, the viewers have been, wa- <laughs> been waiting with bated breath. I always say viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so we thought we'd get together on a Friday night, because that's what we'll do. We'll give up our Friday nights to serve you. Pretty selfless. Because that's the kind of blokes we are. Um, news happening in football this week. Alexis Sanchez. Everyone thought he was going to Manchester City to reunite with Pep Guardiola. Um, but Man United have thrown a curveball. Willing to offer Arsenal £35 million for his transfer when he's only got six months left on his contract. Yep. Uh, for a reported £14 million a year in salary. Yeah, I reckon he'll be getting four hundred odd, four fifty, hundred, four fifty pound. Yeah, yeah, in pounds, pounds as well. a week. It's crazy, yeah, ridiculous. So it's what it's about seven hundred thousand Australian. Yeah, every week. And in return, yeah, mental, isn't it? And in return, United have offered Arsenal Henrik Mkhitaryan, and Arsenal also after uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang from Borussia Dortmund. Mm. What do you make of um, Sanchez? Possibly choosing United over Manchester City. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, you would have thought City, given the way they're going this year, but uh, perhaps he's been lured by Jose. Or I mean, there's also talk that he didn't really get on with Guardiola when Pep was his manager at Barcelona. So, uh, but yeah, you'd still expect Man City, wouldn't you? So, yeah, interesting one. Um, I think the talk was that City weren't prepared to pay the same wages United were. That's what I recall reading. So they and they pulled out of the race maybe a couple of days ago. So yeah, um, yeah, and poor old Arsenal uh, trying to get someone else in as a as a make weight. I, I don't know if that price is factoring in Mkhitaryan, but they paid a fair bit for him United, didn't they? So I don't really know if they're, they're getting a good deal there if they lose Mkhitaryan and pay. 35, is it? Yeah, Sanchez? 35 million pounds is the reported fee, yeah, wow. according to the Independent. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm not sure that Arsenal are getting a great deal either, really. Um, well, I guess Sanchez is out of contract in the summer. Otherwise, they'd probably get more for him. But they've got to replace him. Um, there's a few reports I've heard and read this week that he's not very popular in the dressing room. Um, Sanchez? Yeah, right. yeah. And quotes as much as... Uh, uh, his teammates, some of his teammates would be happy to drive him to the airport or... Really? Yeah, yeah, to get rid of him. So, um, and, and also comments in a similar vein about how he plays on the field, sort of just doing his own thing, not really performing his role in a team, even if that's a role that he's not completely mm. happy with or Fit familiar like Harry, with. Choosing what? a Wanderers game over a podcast. Yeah, yeah. what an asshole. Uh, yeah, so... And they're also looking at Bamiang, as you said. So, a bit of a Dortmund flavour there, isn't there, with the Bamiang and um, yeah, Mkhitaryan? But Bamiang's been a really solid um, goal scorer for Dortmund recently. Whether he's going to be any good in the Premier League, who knows? But they've also got Lacazette up front. So, um, I don't know. I would have thought maybe that a wide forward winger, creative midfielder is more who they'd be after. Maybe Mkhitaryan would kind of assist in that role but if they've got Lacazette and they're losing Sanchez and probably Ozil I know Sanchez played as a number nine for them but it's not his his only position or perhaps even his best really 
do you think Arsenal, if they were to get in Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang, do you think they've, they've come out of the window in a better state of health than what they went into it with Sanchez? Uh, yeah, probably, because um, all reports were Sanchez was going to go anyway. So, yeah, they've got those two in. They probably have. Um, I suppose $35 million for him is not too bad. But, yeah, if they, if they don't get Aubameyang as well, then like, I'd say no. Maybe they should have, I don't know, they're cashing in before the summer, I guess. Maybe they could have got more if they sold him last summer. Yeah. Um, in other transfer news, um, I can't quite get my head around this, but Chelsea have been sniffing around uh, for a target man. And two of the names that have uh, cropped up, uh, Andy Carroll from West Ham and 36-year-old Peter Crouch from Stoke. Yeah. What, what, what do you make of that? Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Um it sounds a bit desperate, really. Uh, I don't. I'm not quite sure about the rationale behind it either, because Morata's sort of a bit of a, more of a target man striker than some players. Like he's good in the air, so perhaps the rationale is they'll they'll get used to playing into him, aerial balls into the box, and then if he's not there or he's being rested, they'll have someone else who can fill that role, and the team doesn't have to adjust too much around him. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. For, for a club like Chelsea, if I was a fan, I'd be pretty disappointed. Carroll's always injured. Um, and Crouch is, what, 35 or something? Yeah, I think he's 36 years old. Yeah. Just signed so, a one-year deal with Stoke yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. It seems a weird one. A club with the stature of Chelsea to be going in for for players with no disrespect to Peter Crouch or Andy no. Carroll. Just, they just don't seem to be on that to up to the required standard, do they? That no. expect from Chelsea. No, England internationals, but um, Crouch has definitely passed his best, and um, Carroll is injured so often, um, I wouldn't be taking a punt on him. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And I thought even Barkley might have been a notch below what Chelsea could have um, really targeted, and they, they bought him the other week for 15-odd million pounds, so... From Everton, so I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're just going for some squad players, yeah, um, bargains, yeah, and they'll reassess in the summer. But yeah, strange. Do you, do you think Chelsea? I know it was only what last week or a fortnight ago. We're saying all three of us were saying that we thought Chelsea would uh would comfortably finish second. Um, they've yeah. had four consecutive draws. They just scraped through in their FA Cup replay against Norwich and penalties. Um, do you think there's something going on at Chelsea that's not quite right? Yeah, well, you still hear reports about Conte not being happy. Um, he won't be there after the summer if he lasts that long, they're saying. Um, yeah, something's amiss, I think, for a team that won the, the title last year. Mm. Um, but, I don't know, chasing those kind of players just, just seems a bit beneath them, really, for a club with that money and recent uh, performances that they've had. So, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's coming from the manager. I don't know. And last but not least, uh, Manchester City um, suffered their first loss last week to Liverpool, 4-3. Cracking games and cracking goals by both teams. Yeah, um, yeah so they did ship in four goals um, and apparently they're sniffing around for Johnny Evans from West Brom. Yeah, uh, former United defender, of course, so that would be interesting, but... Um, I guess probably seen as a solid, reliable player, tried and tested, um, and certainly probably 
they'd get for a lot cheaper than what they paid for the rest of their defensive line in the summer. Mm. Probably a probably a wise kind of move, I, yeah. I reckon. What do you think of a first teamer, a squad player? Uh, well, not particularly flash. You wouldn't say he's no. the kind of bloke like a um, like a Virgil Van Dyke that can play the ball up from the back. No, no. Um, yeah, more of a squad player, but right on the cusp. Probably like mm. you could see him. He, he's not going to sit on the bench every week. I think he'd be playing yeah. enough to you for him to be able to justify going. You wouldn't be fuming if you saw him in the team sheet, would you? No, Evans? no, I wouldn't. No, not if I was a City fan. Um, in other big news this week, uh, Ryan Giggs. They are well, could be debated if he's a Welsh great, but he's certainly <laughs> a Manchester United great. Their yeah. most decorated player in their history, I believe. Um, he's been appointed first team manager, uh, replacing Chris Coleman. Um, he's had 78 caps of Wales. Um, not a whole lot of first-team experience as a manager, though. What do you what do you make of that? Uh, yeah, and were there reports that they looked at him? No, it was a Swansea, wasn't it? Apparently looked at him uh, for <laughs> before they sacked Clement or mm. before that even. I can't remember. Yeah, interesting. Um, Possibly, like we were discussing before, weren't we? Maybe doesn't have the same adoration from the Welsh fans as someone like Gareth Bale, or a few of those players in the current squad, like maybe a Joe Allen as well. Ramsey, um, they Ramsey. Like Rambo, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, look, you think that um, that would be an inspirational appointment for the Welsh players? But um, I was reading just this morning, actually, a little analysis of because there's this sort of stigma about him that he never played friendlies for Wales. Um, there were 40 friendlies during the time that um, Giggs was playing. He only played 10 of them. But they attributed another 20 of those to um, being too close clashes with Man United fixtures. And then maybe 10 or so that he could have played uh, but didn't. But, but there's always that thing that Fergie wouldn't let him go and play for Wales. And obviously they weren't as successful as they are at the moment. So, Not quite as enticing to go back for no, national services. No, that's right. It doesn't matter if you're at the top, top or you know the bottom division of park football. Everyone enjoys the game much more if they're winning. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But he won't want to waste his squad because they've got a sort of a once in a generation squad, haven't they? So he'll want to make the most of it. Hopefully, he can get get something out of it. Do you think his name precedes his coaching credentials? Uh, yeah, well, I guess you have to say yes, don't you? I mean, it doesn't really... Um, where was he? He was assistant at United, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, look, you've got to start somewhere. Um, and he's pretty young. But, you know, like in three years' time, he could be in the, in the coaching uh, backwater, couldn't he? Like, or he could be manager of Wales after some successful qualifying campaigns. So... Time will tell, I guess. But, yeah, they, they've taken a bit of a punt, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, good luck to him. It would be interesting because, as we said, he's, uh, he gets a bit of a mixed reception um, from the outside looking in back in Wales. Um, yeah, 78 caps for a bloke that played, what, close to his 40. He might have even been 40. He, he was certainly well, in his late 30s. Damn close. Trying to get 78 caps. Um, mm. yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, and now... The one, the only, the long-awaited news and shit.
Yeah, news and shit. Alright, well welcome to news and shit. Uh, just a few little stories this week. Uh, the first follows on from uh, old mate last week with the most clubs record, if you remember him. Yeah, tw- was it 26 clubs? I think it was, yeah, 26. So, um, <clears throat> this is a Japanese player. Kazuyoshi Miura, and I've definitely pronounced that incorrectly, uh, but he turns 51 next month. I don't even know how this works, but he's just yeah, signed he... a new contract. <laughs> but at a professional club. Yeah. Second division, Yokohama FC. It's his 33rd season in professional football. He started at Santos in Brazil in 1986. He plays up front, and you can't imagine he's doing too much running around. <laughs> he's not running the channels, I, is he? No, I thought he must have been a keeper. But anyway, there you go. So it's outstanding. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, an obscure little story this week as well from France. Uh, a Nantes player accidentally clipped the ref um, as he was running for the ball. Uh, the ref apparently, this struck the ref uh, in an area where he had a recent injury. So he's in yeah, quite a bit of pain. Injury. Yeah. <laughs> he turned around and kicked it. Struck out at the player. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave him a second yellow and sent him off. Um, but he, he's since come out, I think it was the day after, um, almost straight away, and said, I'm sorry about that. He's asked for the second yellow to be rescinded, and it has been. So he just lost his rag there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kept his job. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear anything about him being sacked, so... Uh, yeah. um, another old little story from Portugal this week, just outside the capital, Lisbon. There was a match abandoned at half-time due to cracks in the pillars in the stadium, um, in the away stand uh, area. So the fans alerted um, ground staff to this, apparently, and they had to, yeah, they called it off at half-time. Oh. They're going to have to play the second half at a later date, but... Um, Obviously, there's some structural issues there with the stadium. And yeah. if we only had our dear friend David Hill with us, he might know a little bit more about Yeah, this. so they won't be playing at that stadium anytime soon. Well, you wouldn't think so, but um, look, perhaps there's a problem with some load-bearing members and whatnot. All, all, all the other innuendo associated with structural engineering. How big are these pillars? That's <laughs> right, yeah. Um, pretty wide girth, I believe, but... Uh, some, well, sad kind of news this week. Liverpool defender John Flanagan, remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he's been out a fair bit lately with injury, but he's just been sentenced to 40 hours unpaid work in a community order for assaulting his girlfriend. Really? Yeah. So he pled guilty, um, and apparently they're still together and, um, they're working on sorting out their, their issues and differences, but, um. Liverpool's now deciding if they're going to punish him through any internal processes. So mm. perhaps they'll decide he's had punishment enough and they're still together. So I guess, I guess that's something. But mm. they, they defended a racist before, so it's good, yeah. to see, good to see them get on the front foot and yeah. get affirmative action. That's right. So we'll see if the club uh, does anything about that. But never, never good news, of course. Um, uh also in violence, this time a little bit more sinister, a 22-year-old man was rushed to hospital um, earlier this week. He was stabbed before a Copa del Rey game, which is the Spanish um, FA Cup equivalent. 
uh, there was a fight outside a nearby metro station um, at the Atletico Madrid uh, ground, and apparently he was wearing a T-shirt um, signifying he was a member of the ultra, you know, like the yeah, right. hardcore supporters, for those of you who aren't familiar with the term. But, um, yeah, he was stabbed in the thigh, arm, and back. Apparently he's been stabilised in hospital, but, uh, yeah, just just goes to show that fan violence is never too far out of the news. Uh, I just thought I'd add as well with the ridiculousness of transfer fees lately, um, Gerard Piquet, the Barcelona centre-half, just signed a new contract this week till 2022. He's 30 years old, so, you know, he's not getting long in the tooth yet, but he's no spring chicken. His buyout clause is the equivalent of about 440 million pounds. That's mental. For a, he must be, what, 30? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's exactly 30. So... Yeah. Like, who's going to buy him for anywhere near that much? He's been at Barcelona as a junior. He went to United for three or four years, I think, but yeah. he, he played bug roll games. I'll tell you what, he's an incredibly good-looking man. He is very sharp. He's married to Shakira, isn't he? Yeah. Or going out with Shakira. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, that ain't gay. And even if it was, no. who cares? It's fine. No. I don't have a problem with it. Your hips don't lie. Uh, beard? Yeah, no, not at all. Very sharp-looking bloke. Great beard. And... Uh, yeah, if they don't have some beautiful children already, I'm sure they're on the way. I'll be as saddened as they will, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. um, and last but not least, just an interesting um, article this week about the amount of viewers watching different football leagues across Europe and the UK. And I just thought it was interesting to note that the championship came third compared to all the European leagues. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a strong league. Yeah, it's just incredible. I You're- think- you always hear that, sorry, just to cut you off, you always yeah, hear yeah. that adage that it's like the fifth or sixth strongest league in the world. They always say that. It's yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised outside the kind of the big five leagues. And... To paint a picture for those who don't um, get to see as much of the championship, or we don't really either do, being Australian, but Sadly they, not, no. there's a young defender, for instance, from uh, from Fulham called Ryan Sessegnon, and he's touted to be priced at £50 million, and he's only playing second division football in England. And he's a defender. And he's a defender. He's an attacking sort of Yeah, so he's quite versatile. Defender, isn't he? But kind of like Gareth Bale in his early days, where he played left back, but he could push up. But that, that's their kind of strength you have in the championship. It's He's a strong, strong league. And he's in his late teens? 17. Wow. Yeah, okay. That's incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it was um, only the Bundesliga that split. The Premier League was number one, yeah. and the Bundesliga was second. So Wow. Yeah, incredible. And even League One, so the third tier of professional football in the UK, came ninth. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, so I should they, say they England, both... should, England and Wales rather than the UK. Right, so they got yeah. a third of the top ten. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, yeah mental. Uh, and the same study also noted, it looked at average wage bills as well. And the Premier League average wage bill is now more than double the next highest paying really? league. So it's about £140 million wow. a year. So, and the Bundesliga was second again. So. Was it? Mm. Spain wasn't. No. It must show the disparity between like Barcelona, Real Madrid compared to the yeah. rest of the league. Yeah, they win 4, 5, 6 nil almost yeah. every other week, it seems, don't they, those guys? So, yeah, incredible. But the, the Premier League, or, and the English and Wales, juggernaut uh, rolls on. And that was news and shit. Thanks very much, Fedders, for news and shit. Um, and that's it for this week of the Balls Up podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, 
hopefully we'll be back next week with all three of us. Oh, actually, we might not be because you're going to Perth, aren't you? I am away, yeah. I've got some interstate trips coming up. So it might be just Harry and myself next week, but we hope to get the band back together um, as the Holy Trinity in, what, (laughs) say, say a fortnight's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks very much for joining us. Fetters has been Fetters and I've been Fraser. Cheers.